It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. All right, guys, welcome aboard. It is episode number 128 of the Locked on Redskins podcast and uh, certainly a different schedule than ideal and that I would like to have as the Redskins are clearly on a different schedule this week with two games in four and a half days. And as I record this on Wednesday evening, East Coast time, uh, they are already in Dallas uh, on this short week. There's nothing quite like a Sunday afternoon to Thursday afternoon game. It's not as bad as the Sunday night to Thursday afternoon game that they had to play two years ago uh, and the road trip. But nevertheless, it's just a matter of a few short hours. But as I record this, again, it's the night before Thanksgiving. Um, This is episode number 128. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast. And yes, I am back. Um, My name is Chris Russell, in case you forgot. Uh, I am the host of this podcast, and first I want to say a couple of things. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart to uh, Mike Powell and my colleague and my friend, uh, Nick Ashu, who stepped up and uh, the former host of this Locked on Redskins podcast, uh, who stepped up and did episode number 127 uh, for me in my absence uh, and uh, got you guys some Redskins content on Monday afternoon with everything going on with the season-ending injury to Alex Smith and McCoy and the near comeback and the loss uh, to the Houston Texans. Uh, so thank you very much to him. And then there's the reason why I wasn't here and why the schedule is certainly a little bit different uh, this week. And that is... Um, you know, unfortunately, life um, continues to um, take tragic turns at pretty much every, you know, possible turn imaginable, I guess. It's the best way I could put it. Um, I just, um, you know, we just got through Rich Tandler's uh, death and him passing away so suddenly and so tragic. And um, I had a the loss of a family pet of 18 years, uh, I think, um, the day before, Rich. So it was a double whammy. Um, or maybe it was, you know, the week after Rich. I can't even remember at this point. It has been such a just, you know, incredible, incredible odyssey. And quite honestly, none of it has been, really been good. Um, and... I lost my aunt in early September or mid-September, I guess it was, uh, and a uh, distant uncle through my father's marriage. Anyway, um, you know, my best friend or one of my best friends died earlier this year. It it is just 2018 has not been kind uh, in that regard. And then um, over the weekend, um, and and just for a backdrop, over the last couple of weeks, um, 
my my children who live in Canton, Ohio, right near the Pro Football Hall of Fame, actually. Um, my children have been dealing with this issue, and therefore I have been dealing with this issue. Their stepdad um, has been having some heart issues, and they weren't sure whether it was heart or seizures, uh, mild heart attack, um, various episodes, various different things, and he's had a couple of different situations come up uh, in which he had to be rushed to the hospital and thankfully you know they did a bunch of tests and they stabilized him and so on and so forth and they thought they had a beat on it and Friday they did a procedure and they thought again they had performed this procedure correctly and that he was on the road to recovery and that he would be okay and um Again, this is on Friday afternoon, and they released him Saturday afternoon, and Saturday evening he passed away. Um, needless to say, it has been a very emotional week um, for my, my children's mom, um, who lost her husband, uh, somebody she loved very dearly, uh, and somebody that, you know, naturally she was life partners with for the last uh, four or five years or whatever it is. Uh, and my kids lost their stepfather, uh, somebody who was very, very, very good to them uh, and treated them well and treated them in many ways like his own, in some ways, you know, at the equal or better or with more time and more love. And, you know, for that, I appreciate uh, Rob, which was their stepdad's name. And, um, you know, Life sucks, um, and, you know, everybody's heart is broken. Um, it's kind of, as you can imagine, kind of an awkward place for me to be in. Um, but, you know, more importantly, I feel from, you know, uh, their mom and, um, and my kids and everyone that knew him and loved him and his children, um, you know, because he didn't deserve this. And there's a lot more to the story that I can't really share right now. As you could imagine, uh, you know, raw emotions are what they are. Uh, but that is what has prevented me from being able to contribute on a regular schedule basis. And I appreciate you guys understanding that uh, and, um, you know, having some mercy on, on, on uh, you know, on the demands of, of the world and, you know, um, it, I, I, w I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. It's not going to be a happy Thanksgiving uh, in this regard um, by any means, but we have no choice but to keep going on. By the way, he was a Cleveland Browns fan and an Ohio State fan, and I would just point out that the last time that the Cleveland Browns pl uh, played before he passed away, they won. And on Saturday afternoon, Ohio State, despite playing like crap for much of the day against Maryland in College Park, uh, they came back and won an overtime thriller. So um, if there's any justice, at least he got to see uh, his two favorite teams win their last games in which they played. So, um, you know, I'm, th I'm, I'm at least thankful for that. And I, again, most importantly, I'm thankful for uh, what he did for my kids and, and how he treated them. Um, so as you can imagine, it's been a, a very, very, very emotionally charged week. 
And, um, you know, away we go. Business at hand. The Redskins play on Thursday afternoon in Dallas on Thanksgiving. First place in the NFC East is at stake. And a football game is here again. Uh, So we have to take care of some business. And we have a football game to look forward to. And a football game to try and wrap ourselves uh, up in. And maybe that'll be good for everyone. Uh, It doesn't change the bottom line reality of anything. But uh, it does put a different perspective. So again, I just want to appreciate uh, Nick Ashew for filling in for me on the one episode. Uh, I appreciate you guys having some patience and understanding, as Nick told you about earlier this week. Uh, And as well, um, you know, again, just, uh, you know, express my condolences uh, as I have, of course, here in person. um, And more importantly, thank him for making a positive impact on my children's lives, Um, you know. We'll remember you for always, Rob. Uh, and uh, rest in peace. All right. Uh, before I lose it, <laughs> we'll take a quick time out here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. And we will come back with um, some of my game notes from Sunday afternoon's Texans loss. Uh, Not as many as we normally would because it's obviously a couple of days late, uh, but how they could factor into Thursday afternoon's game against the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Uh, And then we'll have a little eye on the enemy segment, and then we'll let you hear from Redskins quarterback Colt McCoy to wrap up this uh, special edition. Uh, Again, awkward schedule and all. uh, Episode number 128 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. We come back. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. First, guys, let me tell you about my bookie. My bookie is slammed with new betters, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. So I'm urging you to go to my bookie right now if you want a little bit of action. In game, live betting over unders, fantasy points scored, the most rewarding player perks in the business. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play. On deposits over $100, join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code, listen up here, if you use the promo code LOCKEDON25, if you use the promo code LOCKEDON25 and you go to MyBookie online today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, MyBookie, and use the promo code LOCKEDON25, you get and create your account, you get the extra $25 for replay by using the promo code LOCKEDON25. Also, when you create your account, you can claim up to $1,000 in free play. It's up to you guys. Uh, I'd wait until after you have a little dinner, your tummy's happy, and then your bank account can be happy if you go to my bookie and tell them Locked on Redskins set you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 128 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Again, appreciate your patience uh, and understanding. And sorry to be so uh, kind of emotional and sad and raw again. Uh, seems to be, unfortunately, a re- regular occurring thing uh, with this podcast since I've taken over. But away we go with some business uh, at hand as uh, Thanksgiving Day is here. The Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys kicking off week 12, actually, the Detroit Lions and the Bears will do it before the Redskins and the Cowboys. But 4.30 Eastern time, AT&T Stadium, Thursday afternoon, the Washington Redskins in first place at 6 and 4. The Dallas Cowboys at 5-5 and off of a win, 22-19 at the buzzer against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. The Redskins um, ultimately losing 23-21 at home to Houston. Uh, Despite a gutty effort, just too many mistakes uh, made throughout, and the Redskins dropped to 6-4. and So essentially this game is for first place. Of course, the Redskins can widen their gap and their lead and really take a commanding three-ish plus game lead if they win at 7-4 and four with the Cowboys at 5-6 and six and having the total sweep and head-to-head advantage. It would be virtually impossible for the Cowboys to cover or recover, I should say, from that. So again, that's what's at stake here for the Cowboys. If they win and they are 6-5, and five, and the Redskins are 6-5, and five, uh, and they're head-to-head 1-1, one, one, then it would come down to division record and all those kind of tiebreakers, and then we're basically a dead heat for the NFC East division title heading into uh, the last part of November. So that's the scene setter. Uh, real quickly, a couple of things that I, I noticed in watching the tape back uh, on Sunday against the Houston Texans. Number one, the Redskins' run defense has got to be a lot better. The last three games, they have stunk. Uh, quite honestly, uh, uh, you know, people are going to make excuses. People are going to say this. People are going to say that. Uh, they have not been very good. They have not tackled well. They have given up huge gashes on first down. They have set up third and ones, third and twos regularly. Uh, They have been bullied at the point of attack. They have been blown off the line of scrimmage. They have not been good, period, end of story, end of argument. I don't care what the numbers say. The last three games against the Atlanta Falcons, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and against the Houston Texans, the Redskins' run defense has stunk, period. And, of course, going against Ezekiel Elliott, who has 201 scrimmage yards, 122 rush, and 79 receiving, plus a rushing touchdown last week. Uh, And, of course, has um, over 4,500 scrimmage yards. Again, that's all-purpose. And 32 touchdowns in his 35 career games. Uh, He's joins, you know, kind of this elusive category uh, of Eric Dickerson and Edron James is the only players in NFL history with 4,500 plus scrimmage yards, 30 plus uh, touchdowns in their first 35 games. Um, so, you know, of course, Ezekiel Elliott has hurt the Redskins in pass. He did not hurt them all that much in the me- meeting at FedEx Field. He did have 120 combined yards, 97 rush, 23 uh, receiving, and two rushing touchdowns in the 2016 Thanksgiving game, the last time these two teams met 
uh, two years ago on Thanksgiving uh, in a great back-and-forth game in the second half. So for whatever that's worth, that is uh, the story. So the Redskins' run defense has to be uh, a lot better, has to be a lot better. The other thing that I think is important for the Washington Redskins as you enter in this game is they are going to have to get off to a better start uh, than certainly they did last week. Uh, they were down 10 nothing. Sure, they eventually got back into it, eventually took the lead, eventually a lead change. All of that's great. That's good. Positive signs, Jordan Reed, so on and so A lot of positive signs. You can't be down 10 nothing in this game. You can't be down 10 nothing. You can't be down 14 to nothing. 7 to nothing is one thing. 10 to nothing, 14 to nothing is another. This Dallas offense, quite honestly, is not good enough that they should be up 14 to nothing. Sure, there's Ezekiel Elliott, who we just mentioned, and Dak Prescott and Cole Beasley. And I know, I understand they have Amari Cooper. And yes, they are different from the last time you faced them. I got it. Be better. Please don't be down 10 nothing. Please don't be down 14 to nothing. If the Redskins are, while I wouldn't say they don't have a chance because Colt McCoy is certainly more geared towards that type of performance than Alex Smith is, I got it. Too much has to go right, not only on offense, but also subsequently on defense and on special teams and penalty-wise the rest of the game for you to overcome that. Please don't go down 10 nothing. Please don't go down 14 to nothing. That's all I ask. So that would be a big thing. Um, and the other quick thing that I would say, you know, that that kind of just has to happen is the Redskins, you know, they need to be better at, I guess, kind of dictating tempo. And to me... I saw a little bit of it in this particular game. I want them to come out, and I want them to be quicker to the line of scrimmage, and I want them to put the Dallas Cowboys, who will not have Sean Lee, who will not have Irving on the defensive, I want them to put them on their heels so that they can't substitute, so that they can't stay fresh. I don't want this slow, methodical, measured pace that the Redskins seem to run way too often. And maybe some of that is because of injury and so on and so Forget about it. Run a quicker pace. Sure, you might make a mistake, here and there, but I'm telling you, you are going to benefit more short and long-term if you run a quicker pace. So those are a couple of things that I wanted to point out uh, real quickly about this particular game. And then real quickly, as we kind of look and spin this forward and look at our Eye on the Enemy segment, because that's what we normally do on Friday as we look ahead to the opponent, but uh, obviously this is a special circumstance. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys... When you look at them in terms of rankings and where they kind of compare to the rest of the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, again, we keep mentioning kind of a, a, a mediocre offense. Certainly they are better. There is no doubt about it with Amari Cooper. But this is still a mediocre offense. They're still averaging 327 yards per game. That's 34 yards per game below the league average. Um. They run the ball much better, as we've talked about, Ezekiel Elliott, than the league average to the tune of 21-plus yards per game over the league average. Um, almost six-tenths of a yard per play over the league average. 
but the passing yards per game, and this is where the Redskins' greatest weakness on defense is between Norman, who, yes, has been good in coverage, but has taken some untimely penalties and did get burnt on the one touchdown early uh, against Houston for the uh, the first touchdown uh, where they kind of ran that like twist pattern uh, and Norman was late in, in, in getting over to DeAndre Hopkins. The pass offense, and again, it is different than what the Cowboys have had all year because, again, they've added now Amari Cooper for the last couple of games. It's still a mediocre pass offense. Less than 200 yards per game, 193.7. That's 55 yards below the league average. The Redskins can't get smoked here for 275-300. They just can't. They just can't. Here's a number that is pretty shocking. The Dallas Cowboys are averaging 11 point, or not averaging, have an 11.11% sacks per pass attempt rate. The league average is 7.21%. That's almost 4% higher than the league average. That's astonishing when you think about it. And Tyron Smith is banged up. He is questionable. So that is really interesting. We know Travis Frederick hasn't played. um, And we know they've had other changes along the... So this is an opportunity for Preston Smith and Ryan Kerrigan and this defensive line, Matt Ioannidis and Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen to eat a little bit and to eat more than Thanksgiving dinner. And one other thing that I'd like to point out about the Dallas offense They're below average in red zone touchdown percentage, just over 51%, and below average in goal-to-go situation. There's opportunities here for the Washington Redskins to hang in there on defense in this game and to not have their greatest statistical weakness, pass defense, come back and haunt them if they can stop the run. They cannot get beat on third and one, third and two, third and three all game long. Because if you put yourself in that position, any team is going to statistically convert at a better ratio than third and eight, third and nine, third and 10, that type of thing. And real quickly on defense, uh, while we continue our eye on the enemy uh, segment here, you know, the Cowboy defense is pretty good, right? They're below the league average in yards per game, yards per play, rushing yards per game under 100. So don't expect a big day out of AP or the rushing attack. 3.67 rushing yards per play. That's outstanding. League average, 4.37. They're below the league average in passing yards per game. They're a little bit higher in passing yards per play. Interception rate, they're a little bit, you know, they're about half the league average. They get after the quarterback pretty well, higher than the league average, so on and so forth. They only allow the Cowboys 19 yards per game. Check this out. Their third down percentage, though, is nearly 45%. So the Redskins are going to have a good opportunity here to convert on third down statistically, but they don't allow a lot in the red zone. They're well below the league average in the red zone and well, well, well below the league average at just over 46% on both red zone and goal-to-go. The goal-to-go percentage compared to the rest of the league is 72.6%. Their goal-to-go percentage allowing touchdowns, 46.6. So that's almost 26% below the league average. 
going to be very, very tough in compressed space for the Washington Redskins. All right, that's our Eye on the Enemy segment uh, and some thoughts from last week's game against the Texans. Went away a bit too long, uh, so we will come back and we will hit you with Colt McCoy, who met with the media earlier this week at Redskins Park on a very short compressed week as he takes over for Alex Smith. That's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. But first, I wanted to tell you guys about a new sponsor And it's called Action Heat. This episode of the Lockdown Redskins podcast is brought to you by Action Heat, which makes the best battery heated clothing in the world. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. You, yes, you control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. Y'all remember, when you get into a heated car seat, your butt's on fire, right? And that's sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. But they can reach a temperature of up to 135 degrees. So if you're out hunting, if you're out a football game, if you're out at your kid's game, whatever it might be, and wherever you might be, get some Action Heat clothing up to 135 degrees powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours per each charge for Action Heat batteries. It's perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. Great for anyone who works outdoors, ski or snowboarders. Again, anybody that loves football, going to football games, get heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like a heated-based layer shirt and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy all winter long from head to toe with Action Heat. And guys, with the Christmas holidays around and the shopping season, we've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Again, actionheat.com slash locked on or just use the Coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we welcome you back. It is episode number 128 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Again, a happy Thanksgiving to everyone, and I appreciate your patience and understanding uh, with my family situation that I explained earlier in this episode. And again, thanks uh, to my pal Nick Ashew for filling in uh, earlier this week while I dealt with um, another unfortunate and, and very sad death uh, in the uh, family. Um, the Redskins and the Cowboys coming up on Thanksgiving Day, so uh, we'll wrap this up by hearing from the new Redskins starting quarterback, Colt McCoy, who, for my money, ran way too much uh, last week. Too many design keepers, uh, too many boots, uh, too many scrambles. Uh, It was very scary going back and watching that tape of the second half. It was fun. It was electric. It was exciting. Uh, I don't want Mark Sanchez playing when he's had two days of work, and it's been very limited. I don't care who he knows and who he played for. Mark Sanchez does not give the Redskins a chance to win on Thursday. 
Colt McCoy has to be in the pocket, uh, and that's it, period. So here's Colt McCoy meeting with the media earlier uh, this week at Redskins Park. Colt, uh, just to start off, how did practice go yesterday and today for you with the first teamers? And what are you saying to the guys out there when you're on the field? Uh, you know, I don't have to say a whole lot. Um, you know, we, we pretty much just limited to walkthroughs and kind of getting the scout team to give us a good look. And, and uh, you know, biggest thing for me, probably just getting in and out of the huddle, calling the plays, uh, communicating with those guys, letting them get used to my, my voice, you know, my cadence. Uh, just detailing, detailing small things like that out, and uh, you know, on a short week, just figuring out what we what we can do, what we can carry to to go down to Dallas and, and play our best. Cole, if, if you thought kind of about your path that you've taken to get here, I mean, it's been it's been a long ride, and there's been some ups and downs. Have you do you think about that at all, and, and kind of what it's taken? Yeah, I think I think to an extent you do. I, I always evaluate evaluate myself at the end of every year, and and uh, you know, but I think for me, it's now's not a time to to really kind of think about what got me to this point right here. Now, now it's time to play, and and so I, I I'll rely on a lot of the preparation I've put in, you know, the last several years. You know, when Kirk was here, Kirk Kirk never got hurt and he played well, um, but I was always ready to play, and so I, you know, same thing with Alex, and and now I, I you know, my preparation is uh is going to be key this week, but at the same time, you know, I'm fortunate that we've. We've played Dallas once already this year, so I've, I've been through that, that game prep, that preparation. I mean, it's a huge game, let's be honest. Uh, so I think, we'll, uh, I think we'll be all right. We just got to go out there. I got to be, be calm and uh, get, get playmakers the ball, and, and uh, you know, hopefully we can, we'll put our best foot forward out there. Do you think some of the adversity that you had to deal with, let's say, early in your career has helped you, you know, at this point, especially in your 30s now? I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean... Uh, it's a blessing to, to to be in this league after so many years, um, you know, and it's it's even a bigger bigger blessing to to uh, be able to go out and play. I mean, there's there's one of 32 guys that get to do it. So uh, I think, you know, throughout my nine years, I, I certainly uh, don't take this for granted. Cole, you had one of your career highlights in Dallas in 2014. What do you remember about that night in that game, and how similar is this situation to that of going in as as a, as an unexpected starter? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's I think it's a lot different. I mean, that was that was several years ago. I think the Cowboys are are definitely a different team. They do different things on defense. Uh, I was still that was against Romo, so it's been it's been a while. Um, you know, I just after watching tape of of the Cowboys. You know, a few weeks ago when we played them and watched them again this week, I mean, they've got two huge wins on the road, uh, and their defense is playing at a really high level. They're, uh, you just don't see a whole lot of guys running open against them, and, and they're pretty good against the run. I just, they're, they're well coached. They're, they're disciplined. Um, you know, you don't catch them off guard too many times. So we, we, we've, got our, we've got our work cut out for us. Um, but I think from my standpoint, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to, to get the opportunity to play. Uh, I just I need to get guys the ball, uh, get get Adrian Peterson going, uh, spread the field, um, and, and count count on the guys around me. I don't got to go out there and do anything special. When you look back at Sunday, how'd you think you played? Uh, I was a little rusty at times. Um, you know, there there was some good. There was there was a couple maybe things I wish I had back. Maybe a protection call here or there, but um, for the most part, it was all right. We we just ran out of time. Um, I did have a chance to go see Alex yesterday, 
And uh, he's, I mean, all things considered, he's in pretty good spirits, you know, bummed out. Uh, but let me tell you, I can't say enough about Alex and, and the, the type of person he is, the friend that he is. Um, I mean, we spent, you know, countless hours together since he got here and helped him, you know, get a head start on the offense. You know, it was just us for a while. So uh, it's just, it's, you just don't ever want to see something like that happen. But uh, thankful that I got to go see him and Liz and, and their family. And um, But now I'm, now I'm here and, and we're getting ready to go to Dallas tomorrow and I've, I've got to get, get ready for that. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll move on. I want to follow up on a play in a second, but just to follow up on that quickly, is there anything specifically that Alex told you moving forward? No, Alex is, is one of the – he's just a true professional. I mean, he wants the best for everybody, and, uh, you know, he just told me to go run with it, go have fun, and, and just, just be me. And, you know, that's what I'll try to do. Play uh, The last play you guys have from scrimmage, the, the deep ball to Josh – What's, what's your thought process there, considering the time left and, and probably the best case scenario there is a pass interference that perhaps should have been called? Yeah. You know what? I just, you know, that, the, the play call was, was there. I knew, I knew uh, we could just get a few more yards. We, we might have a chance for, for a field goal. I know that we were battling the clock. You know, you throw it in bounds in a situation like that. It's, you know, you start, you start, you know, do you have a hurricane or, or do you have time to go up there and clock it? There's a lot of different situations, scenarios there. Uh, but I, th I thought I gave Josh a chance to go get it. And, uh, you know, we just came up a little short. I actually thought he caught it at the time. I was getting ready to go down and clock, clock, clock. Um, but, you know, that, that was, that's all right. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't upset at the decision there. And you mentioned you're not taking this for granted. You've talked to Alex, and you can feel the connection you guys had. But are you relishing this moment being able to, to take this team, possibly to keep that top position in the division this week? Yeah, that's, that's my goal. I mean, I just I, uh, thankful for the opportunity. Uh, but, I, but I think it's even more than that. I mean, I, I think that it's, it's time to, to just go play and, and, and put everything else aside. And, and uh, you know, we have a, a huge game this week. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge game. All right, and again, that's Colt McCoy meeting with reporters earlier this week at Redskins Park. Thanks to Charlie Broyhill and Redskins Audio for sending along that audio of Colt McCoy, the Redskins starting quarterback. So that's going to do it for episode number 128. A little bit long here because we had so much to get to considering everything uh, and my again, availability this week. So I appreciate uh, once again for a final time, you guys being patient. We will have win or lose after the Thanksgiving showdown uh, a new episode of Locked on Redskins. Uh, we might even do an extra weekend one considering uh, that our schedule has kind of been thrown off here uh, as we kind of get back to the grind of sort of whatever a normal schedule is with the Redskins having 11 days between games finally after this three-day, a uh, three-game rather in 11-and-a-half-day stretch. All right, so that's going to do it for us. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the game. Hopefully the Redskins find a way to win uh, and uh, they can really make a dent in the NFC East lead. But either way, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll be back late Thursday evening um, and with uh, another edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm Chris Russell. You can email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com, or you can tweet me uh, at Russellmania621. And don't forget, at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.